Hello, besties. How are you tonight? I'm very excited to be recapping the three shows tonight, Potomac, Family Karma, and Southern Hospitality. And the reason why is because each and one of these shows had a celebratory theme on their episode. Let me explain to you why. On Potomac, Candace is celebrating getting her executive MBA from Howard University. That is a major accomplishment. I'm so happy for Candace. Uh, she's always trying to do what is best for her career, and she focused on taking ownership of her music career to be able to deal with her, you know, business and be present at the table and have a voice. So she went ahead and got a degree. Um, we also have in Family Karma, we have the bachelor party for Enred and uh, Nicholas. I'm so excited for this one, you guys, because there's so many great details to chat about that one, especially that huge inflatable cock. Hysterical. And in, uh, on Southern Hospitality, we have the Alice in Wonderland theme tea party uh, birthday for Grace that turned into a real hot, hot, hot tea and the drama just went off the rails and I was living for it because I enjoy petty drama. When the drama is just like super petty and it's over nothingness, I enjoy it. Uh, we know that they're friends and as friends and co-workers, we are going to have issues and that's what this show is all about. It's Tuesday night. There's no Bravo show to watch. And I'm thinking, okay, let's do a special three uh, three shows recap all at once, one after the other one, because we are going to celebrate the accomplishment of these Bravo labs. I mean, we don't only watch them to, uh, to you know, flip tables or, you know, being chased by the CIA and the FBI trying to take them to court for stealing money. We all also watch them to, to accomplish big positive things in their life. So in Potomac, the episode starts with, you know, the ladies are back from Miami. I'm happy they're back because that trip was so, so stressful. They needed somebody better to plan that trip because me, I'm sorry, as a, uh, as a trip planner, you dropped the ball. You were not in Miami. That was not South, uh, you know, South Beach. Well, that was more like, uh, southeast, west, in the middle of like the nothingness. The house was pretty though. That was a good uh, thing on the on the trip. But now that they're back, they are having conversations about the trip. And one of those, it's between Giselle and um, Giselle and Miss Robin. They keep talking about Wendy. And the fact that they, she didn't feel like Wendy didn't apologize properly and all this stuff. I'm kind of exhausted with Robin. And I'm going to tell you why. This woman has the ability to ask for um, accountability, ask for apologies, 
and she has not done any of this. She sat down with um with Candace to talk about, you know, how they went at each other on that, you know, amazing, you know, hot mic kind of moment that they had last week uh, on the, the trip back to the house after the club. And, you know, Candace sat down with her and she, you know, showed that she was, you know, sad about it. She kind of apologized about it. Um, and Robin didn't. She didn't apologize for what she did. And because, let's be honest, that that little, um, you know, the speaker moment that she was trying to have was so bad that she needed to apologize to us, the viewers, for, you know, for doing that. She she was just, like, grasping for any, you know, resource to get Candace. And to be honest, we saw that live stream and we know exactly what she said. And the way that Robin was trying to paint it was not it. That was not how it went down. That was not what Candace was saying. On the conversation with Giselle, they were also celebrating their um, 1 million downloads of their very popular, reasonably shady podcast that I had never listened to. I asked on my Twitter who listened to that podcast, and maybe I got two responses of people saying that it's good because they don't talk about the housewife shows, uh, that they talk about other stuff, and it fun sometimes so props to them for actually having two listeners and not do what you know John Mellencamp's daughter does with uh Tamra with in the two T's on a pal whatever it calls that they recap episodes because I mean I know I'm shamelessly recapping episodes but I'm not a Bravo lab I'm more like a Bravo viewer who is obsessed with Bravo shows and I like to talk about it, but for somebody who is a Bravo lab and was on a Bravo show, and she promised not to talk about any of their shows the moment that her contract was over, and we're still listening to her annoying voice every single day. Like, why don't you just follow your own words and just stop torturing us with your voice? I honestly cannot stand Giselle. And I'm going to tell you why. She is the type of person that is feeding Robin with this idea that they are always the victims. And as we all seen, they are not. When they talk in private, they always try to paint the other person as a villain. After the fact that they have pushed their buttons to the point of, you know, exploding. I mean, believe it or not, even on the whole Mia versus Wendy, we have a moment of Robin just recording the conversation and we had Giselle supporting Mia. So there is always this mentality that they are, you know, these victims or they are always you know, like above everybody else. And honestly, it's, it's it's very, very upsetting. As a viewer, I don't care for Giselle. I mean, she's going to stay. She's definitely one of the, the, the OGs and whatever. But I do not like her 
when she's too involved in producing. But on this episode, I'm going to say something really nice about Giselle. Because I always give, you know, props when props, you know, are deserved. She shared her uh, daughter's uh, birthday. And you can tell that she love, loves her daughters. You can tell that she's raising these girls to be strong women out there in the world. And I appreciate that. So on that level, I, I enjoyed that birthday party. You know, uh, it showed a different side of her. And we, we had seen it on the show. We had seen um, the way that she treats her daughters and the way that, that they interact. I mean, we've seen them grow on our TV. It's been seven years, you know. We had seen them go from little girls to, you know, to teenagers. And it's amazing uh, to, to feel like in some level we know these people. And we always wish them the best especially the Bravo Labs kids. I mean, we had seen so many of them on our TV screens and they were kids. We saw even one of them being born on our screens. <laughs> I'm talking about Teresa's daughter. So it's very important to always highlight, at least in my case, when even somebody who I do not like is doing the right thing for their family and it's uh, building up, you know, people that are going to be working really hard to to create a better future. And, you know, I can tell that Giselle is, you know, very involved in her daughter's lives. And that's how it's supposed to be. Uh, I, they need to be a positive image, at least in the house. It's really hard to think of Giselle as a person who supports other women because we have seen it on the show that she's always going after the ladies that I personally believe are more successful than her. You know, we have Monique. We have Ashley at one point. We have Karen. Uh, we have Wendy, you know. So there is a pattern where I feel like Giselle is so insecure in what she has, what she has at home, and what she has accomplished in life, that she tends to go for those who are, um, you know, accomplishing other things and being successful, like either with their families, with her, their, with their careers. Um, so let me know. Uh, let me know how you feel about that sentiment. I want to know if you guys feel that way too. It's it just to me. It's just a pattern, and um, I don't know if I'm the only one who has noticed that. So I always appreciate when you know my listeners had the time to to leave a comment, and that's what I want to know. If you go to my YouTube channel, if you go to my Twitter, please leave a comment about how you feel about Giselle not being very supportive of other women, especially those who we as viewers believe are more successful than. Her. Like I was saying before, we are celebrating on this episode Candice Milestone. She got a degree from Howard University, an MBA. And at this party, there is there was a moment 
that I want to highlight, which is uh, Ray speaking to Chris. And I'm going to get, I might get some people upset about this because I don't want to be that person that, you know, people think that I'm going to dismiss a woman's feelings, but that's not the case. I always believe women first. But we also have to be very objective when somebody is throwing the accusation of uh, some kind of like harassment. I don't know. I don't want to label it sexual harassment because based on the way that, you know, that Giselle had changed the story many times this past few episodes, um, I don't want to throw that word out there because that's a heavy allegation. So, at the party, first off, Kansas's mom cracked me up when she saw a snake and she said, I thought Giselle wasn't coming. There she is. And she pointed at the snake and the editors being messy. God bless the editors because they are doing an amazing job this season. They literally put the, um, you know, the, the little card, you know, the name with, you know, Giselle moving around. I thought that was freaking genius and it was amazing. They are playing. I mean, the editors are not playing. They keep uh, the editing fresh. Every episode we find little, little things that they do that I'm honestly enjoying. So I'm hoping that you guys noticed that too, because that was freaking genius. Um, we also, so, um, Robin and Wendy having that conversation about the, what they've been through and how they want to be there for each other and move forward with their friendship and all this stuff. And that's all great and hunky-dory. I want to see how that lasts. But one thing that, um, that Wendy did not get was a through a true apology uh from Robin. The only moment that Robin the Robin even said I'm sorry was when she Wendy pretty much forced her to say it. So that is not a true apology. That is not saying I'm sorry because you mean it. That's saying I'm sorry because somebody else is telling you to do it. So you can move forward. And like I said before Robin is the master of asking for apologies and accountability, but she doesn't want to, you know, step up and realize that she is also a big part of the problem. And she needs to apologize to the people that she's been messing with, especially this season, you know. And back to the Chris and Ray. I, I, I wanted to leave that at the end because I'm pretty sure, like I said before, I'm going to get some people upset. But I don't think that Chris needs to apologize to uh, to Giselle. He, she doesn't deserve an apology. There's no reason. There's absolutely no reason for Chris to apologize to her because he doesn't have to apologize for how she feels. All that he can do at the moment is at least acknowledge 
that she was feeling in some way about the whole meeting with him after the um after the uh the reunion. Hi Candy, my girl Candy Washington is here. How are you, girl? I love you. Thank you for joining. Um yeah, that's that's my girl Candy. But uh continuing, yes, I was saying Chris doesn't need to apologize because I'm going to explain you why, especially for those who have worked in environments and like working environments where there is a possibility of a client, of a customer, you know, having a little accident or something like that. For example, retail or hospitality. If you have worked in those environments, you know for a fact that you cannot say I'm sorry when somebody trips and falls when somebody hurt themselves in the, in the area or somebody falls down the steps. As somebody who worked in that place, you cannot tell that person, I'm sorry that happened to you because that is a liability for the business that you're working in. That is true. You are told to say, can I help you? Or let me get some help. Or, or do you want to... Um, start a process of, of, of a report. You want, you want to fill a report with the accident. But you cannot say I'm sorry because that is a liability. Let's not forget that these people, before friends, they are co-workers. This is a business because they signed contracts to be in this show. So Chris saying I'm sorry for the way the, uh, the Giselle feels is literally giving her the right to say he did something wrong. And based on the way that Giselle has changed the story, he didn't do anything wrong. She felt uncomfortable, but feeling in that way doesn't mean that he was truly trying to make a pass on her or being or try to be aggressive with her or anything like that. Let's not forget that she could have easily asked him to leave or Based on the story, she could have texted him back saying, you know what, there's nobody here. Let's not talk about anything. My makeup artist or my glam is not present. I don't want to be by myself with a married man. End of the story. But she didn't do that. She waited for the cameras to roll to bring that up. And like I said before, those allegations are very strong. And if you are using that... um, if you are using your, just using your feelings to try to paint somebody as a um, somebody who can be harassing you, that is heavy. And for that reason alone, I don't think Chris should be apologizing. So when the producers keep asking him, so are you going to apologize to Giselle? I hope that he keeps saying no. He doesn't have to. The fact that Ray even approach him to talk about it at a party that it was for Candace for an accomplishment that she made, you know, that degree from Howard University, like I said before, I think it was out of place. I mean, you can talk about this. You can talk about how Giselle felt. Roy, if Roy wanted to bring that to his attention, he should be like, you know what? Maybe talk to Giselle. Ask her why she felt that way. Talk it out. And move on. No apology is needed. You just have to acknowledge her feelings. Period. That's the end of it. 
when I posted on Twitter about this, somebody said to me that um, that is not how grown-ups work. And I'm saying this is not just a grown-up situation. This is a co-worker situation. This is somebody's reputation. And we cannot just damage somebody's reputation based on feelings. If there's not an action, if there is something to support these feelings, this can be a conversation. Yes, it needs to be had. I do agree that Giselle deserves her feelings to be acknowledged. I do deserve the I do think that Giselle and Chris should have a conversation where both of them come to the table, explain why they felt that way, and move on. And that should be the end of it. I don't know if you agree with me. If you agree with me, let me know. Or if you don't agree with me, let me know too. Because that's the whole point of this conversation. I want to make sure that both sides of the coin are welcome to the, to the table. And they know that you can talk to me about anything because I respect people's opinion. My opinion on this matter is Chris doesn't uh, need to apologize to Giselle, period. He can acknowledge her feelings. The end. So let me know how you feel about that part. And that was that, 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 that was an intense, intense reaction because we saw Chris pretty much storming out of the party saying like, what the fuck? Like, why? Why? Why do we need to talk about this right now? And people keep saying that Giselle doesn't bring it up. That's, you know, it's always somebody else who brings it up. Either Ray, producers, you know, Candace or Chris or something. But we wouldn't be talking about this if Giselle didn't brought it up in the first place. She's smart on doing this. She's smart on producing this type of messiness. Because she knows that she planted the seed of, you know, of this like this like this trust to make people not trust what Chris does. And it's really sad to see the other the other ladies piling up on this. Because then we have Ashley with the whole Instagram story, which we all have talked about this. That that reply that he had for the story, it wasn't anything sexual, more like an invitation to come hang out at the place that I work at, because guess what? That's good advertisement for the place that I'm in, and that means that he is doing a good job. That's part of his job. Literally, that's part of his job, to invite people to come and hang out at, you know, at the lounge or whatever, the bar. And then we have Mia trying to say that the Chris was nonstop looking at her and producers made sure that us as viewers knew that he wasn't looking at any point. Literally, he was looking away, uh, looking at, uh, at Candace, drinking, you know, whatever cocktail he was having. But there was not an instance of Chris looking at Mia. And then, no, and then, and then... Because the whole Mia thing did not work and the Ashley scene fell flat and it didn't land. Then Ashley now is throwing into the mix the fact that he made a pass or might have made a pass or something on her friend. And trust me, like I said before too, I, I, I want to make sure that while we are having this conversation, people know that I always believe women first. But there is something inconsistent in these stories. 
And I do not like when somebody's reputation is put on, you know, on a chopping block where the whole world is watching and he might lose more than just a spot on a show. Because these shows, even though they're reality TV shows, we know that there's a production behind it. We know that even the cast decide who they want to go after. And people are watching and thinking that this is 100% the reality of their, of their lives. And that's why we see so many people on these shows losing it all. They lose their jobs. They lose their incomes. They lose their families. They, you know, marriages are, you know, going to divorce. We saw it on, on Miami how, you know, how Lisa and Lenny are going through the, this nasty ass divorce. And we're watching it. So, honestly, we need to take allegations seriously. And we need to be very objective when something like that is, you know, spoken into the universe. Let's move on from Potomac. Just because we already spoke up the whole thing for too long. (laughs) I think I can go for hours. But let's move on to Family Karma. I love love Family Karma. That's one of my favorite shows on Bravo TV. On the last episode, we had Unred and Nicholas bachelor party. They're having a great time in Fort Lauderdale. It's literally gay heaven. They have a beautiful place to stay. They have a They have a pool, Uh, all their friends are there, but there's one person missing. And maybe the most important person to enter it, which is Vishal. They share photos from when they were kids, and I think it's really cute. I think it's really awesome when casts are formed by real friends and not just Bravo picking and choosing uh, who they want to, you know, throw into the mix. Like, these are people who know each other for a very long time. So, Onred is very, very hurt with Vishal because he did not show up for the first night of the bachelor party. But, Brian showed up and Rishi showed up and they had a great time in a gay bar. And I'm going to give props to these two straight boys. It takes... Balls, real man balls to go into an environment that you might feel uncomfortable because you, this is not that's not your your that's not your typical place for straight guys to go to like a strip club a gay strip club I mean you see penis you see penis you see butt there is a lot of lap dancing going on and a lot of straight guys don't have the confidence to do that. Because they feel like, oh, they're gonna, they're gonna try to like, you know, get with me or or touch me or something. And let me remind you one thing. No, we're not trying to. If you are not, if you set your boundaries, people respect your boundaries. So keep that in mind, straight guys who are listening. Maybe the one or two <laughs> straight guys who watch Bravo, <laughs> the Bravo bros, <laughs> who I love, they're awesome. Uh, bra- bros. 
Um, but yeah, it, it takes a true, true confident guy to go into that environment and not feel like they need to run out of the place. Funny part is, even Brian said, hmm, I can get into a thong and do this whole pirouette situation and make some money. They even spoke about OnlyFans, Brian and Rishi, and I think it's hysterical because, I mean, I'll pay for that. Just saying, Brian, you have a, a possible customer here. <laughs> the next day, they have a pool party and Vishal arrived with that gigantic, inf- uh, <laughs> what's it called, in- like, uh, those inflatable uh, cocks. It was a six feet tall one and he was sneaking out of the roof of the car and they said that they had to drive a couple of hours with that thing sneaking out. So I can only imagine the fun ride while the passengers of the other cars are looking over and they see this huge dick sticking out of the car. Henri obviously did not welcome Vishal with open arms to the party. He was very upset. And he said that he was trying to avoid having that conversation. Thank God for Bali. She is the voice of reason in that group. And the perfect, perfect, I would say, auntie able to, to mingle with the younglings. I don't even know if that's a word. But the ducklings. I don't know. The young people. <laughs> yes, I mean, she's the perfect women to be hanging out with all these like early 30 year old kids and she is able to also hang out with the aunties like you know the older aunties she told Vishal like hey you need to go and I mean he told Henri you need to go and talk to Vishal like I mean he sucks but he's here and they also got into it really deep conversation which is Vishal's drinking we spoke about this in the previous episode um where you know Risha is very um she has a very strong opinion about Vishal's drinking and she asked him to stop drinking or she's not signing the the marriage license which is a big deal. Technically, if you don't sign that, you're not married. So it's like they are married, but they not truly are because legally you need those papers to be signed. And she gave me an ultimatum. That was the reason why he didn't go the night before because he felt like he was going to, you know, fall into drinking by being around all these people and the peer pressure of being around alcohol, which is, I mean, it's a valid reason, but I'm, I mean, Enrit and Bishol are friends since like they were kids. And I'm going to agree with Enrit on this one. I will hate if my best friend didn't show up in such a big moment in my life. So Vishal opened up to him and told him that the reason why he didn't show up was because he feels like he is heading towards alcoholism or not being able to handle alcohol and in the way that it might be possibly 
hurting his health and that he wants to start the process of healing. And it's great. It's great that he's making those steps because alcohol, it's a serious thing to, um, to easily fall into a bad habit. You can get really hooked in alcohol real quick. And if you can't handle it, and if you see that it's affecting your life, maybe it's time to take two steps back and make your health a priority, which is what Vishal is doing. I think they are going to fix this. I mean, they are friends from childhood. But I really hope that they have the time to enjoy this trip because it's so fun. I want to be there. I want to be there. Uh, there was a pool, there's cocktails, there's drinking, there's partying, there's fun. There's uh, drag queens and drag shows and all this stuff. I'm all for it. I love this. Uh, if you are listening, Henri and, and Nicholas, invite me to your next party down in Florida because you guys seem to be a fun time. Bali, on the other hand, she took the opportunity to sit down with Rishi and literally lay out for him that if he fucks with Monica, he is out. She told him straight to his face, you fuck with her, our loyalty is with her, she is our friend, you are not. And that is a true friend. That's what a true friend does. She's not out there gossiping about it. She's not out there pushing the story about the, you know, about Rishi cheating on Monica or anything like that. She went straight to him and said, I heard this about you. You seem to be a nice guy. But if you are cheating on my friend, my loyalty is with her. And pretty much every single person in this party, loyalty goes to her. You're just here because of her. And good for her. Good for Bali. I love her. She's a queen. She's always, always making really fun comments. Like she didn't dress up that hideously to be talking about Bichelle and, and, and Risha. Which, by the way, I'm very, I'm very confused because the theme of the bachelor, the bachelor party was supposed to be 90s. And... All I saw was very 80s dress code, like neon and and kind of like the spandex and and the crop top and all this stuff. And I'm thinking maybe they didn't get the memo that neon and all the stuff were 80s. I'm confused by the dress code. It was supposed to be 90s. But we end up with a let's get physical type of party with all the 80s look. I love that show. I'm, I'm going to keep pushing it, you guys. Watch Family Karma. It's an easy watch. Every season is eight to nine episodes and they're easy to watch. The drama is great. They are real friends. They are real families. And that's what makes great TV. Because they're not trying to force the story. The stories happen because they know each other for such a long time. And moving to another 
show based on the dynamics of a group that knows before the show started is Southern Hospitality. And before we start, I want to wish TJ a happy birthday. Uh, today, December 13th, is his birthday. And, I mean, they, he's truly competing with grace. God damn it. Because last night was the episode where we were celebrating Grace's birthday with her Alice in Wonderland tea party. While they were celebrating his birthday at the watch party down in South Carolina. And his birthday is today. So these two are, are, are ha even, even on that, they're having competition. I think it's hysterical. But yes, Southern Hospitality is the newest Bravo show. And honestly, if you're not watching it, you're missing out in one of the best cast in, 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 in the latest like shows the Bravos has released. They are young, fun. They're working at a restaurant. Yeah, that's not like Vanderpump rules. It is a little bit, but not like latest season, more like the first few seasons where we fell in love with every single person in that show. That's how this one is. Every single cast, it's amazing. Every single one brings something different to the table. And on this episode, Grace brought the tea to the table, technically and literally, with a tea party. She invited Mikhail to help her organize the flowers. And that's when they're talking about how he felt about TJ. He made fun of TJ uh, saying that he's limped or something with the flowers. It's really funny. Mikhail has no freaking chill. I think he's hysterical how he's going hard, hard on TJ. <laughs> he got a phone call from Leva because uh, Joe got his back, you know, he hurt his back for trying to show off to the girls at the gym. And these are reminding, don't do that. It hurts. <laughs> and it's not cute when you're trying to show off and then you fuck your back. Don't do it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Mikhail got the um, got the opportunity to be a VIP host once again just to cover for Joe. Not that many people were happy, including TJ. And basically... The only person that was truly happy for him was Maddie. And I like that. I like that she supports him. Because in the past few episodes, we see that many of the cast members are not very happy with him coming back. Because they feel like he's not taking his job seriously. Or he doesn't care truly about his job at Republic. And TJ said something last week about how he sees hospitality as his real career. Like, that's how he sees himself, you know, moving up in the, you know, in his life. So that's why I feel like there is this animosity between him and Mikhail, because they both are interested on their future, and they are really committed to their job in the restaurant business, but in two different levels, and they express it in two different ways. 
And that comes down to their personalities. You can tell that TJ is like more reserved. Um, you know, he's uh, he has a, a, a more like a shy personality based on what I see on the show. I'm not saying that he's shy because I never met him in person. But based on what I see on the show, he has more like a quiet persona, a shy persona, but that can also throw some major shade and be sassy. On the other side, we have Mikel, who's very outspoken, is like a ball of energy. Um, he says what he's on his mind 24-7. So that might conflict in the dynamic of the two of them. And it's not like like Mikel is not taking his job seriously. It's just like the type, the way that he is um, portraying it might seem like he is, you know, making a joke out of everything. And TJ seems to be more like a serious person. So that's what's happening. At the party, they're having a good time. Leva arrived with a fashion photographer as a gift for for uh, Grace. Which, by the way, she's like the, the new Supreme. Remember on American Horror Stories, Coven, and they said like when one Supreme dies, a new Supreme rises. And that's how I feel with Grace. I don't know who the old Supreme was. Could be anybody. And I'm talking about non-housewife uh, shows. But the way that Grace can deliver on a confessional, the way that she has this amazing personality... Uh, she's young, she's fun, she's cute, she's hot, she uh, can read people, she can throw some sass on her confessionals. I love that. So she has all the potentials to be a new Supreme in the Bravo universe. You know, we had we have many Supremes in the Bravo universe. We have many. You know, Ariana from Vanderpump Rules, she's my Supreme. She's my girl. I love her. So Grace is like, you know, she she's going to be in that group of Supremes. You know, Lala. We have Katie. You know, we have Bali on Family Karma. And now we have Grace on Selling Hospitality. You know, uh, I'm, I'm here for it. That tea party turned sour or hot so quick. Because they decided to play a game where people wrote secrets or stuff that somebody says and they wanted to reveal. One of the most interesting to me was the fact that allegedly I don't have the pictures or the uh, receipts to back this up. But based on the commentary of many of the uh, cast members, including Mia, who happens to uh, misspell Charleston. For his dad, <laughs> so funny. His dad is an icon. Uh, her dad, I'm sorry, her dad is an icon. Her dad is freaking hysterical. And allegedly, Will has a big cock. Yes, they said that Will has a big dick. And Emmy, Emmy didn't deny it. So there has to be some truth behind it. Good for you, Emmy. Good for you. I'm here for you. You and your five times sex a day. Lucky, lucky you. 
I don't have the energy, you guys, for that. I don't know how people do it. I don't know if it's true. I don't want it. Fight time sounds like an Olympic race that I don't want to be part of. And I don't have the energy for it. But good for you. I'm here for you. I'm rooting for you. Keep doing it five times a day. Because if Will is really packing, good for you. The other one was that there is people that do not deserve to be working at Republic. And that's when the shit hit the fan. Poor Mikhail felt that that was directed to him from TJ. And I want to tell you one thing. I'm going to share something with you guys. I have a feeling that TJ didn't write that. I can be wrong, but that's my feeling. I think he didn't write that. I think he probably might have said it. But... He said it not only about Mikel, he also said about Grace. But it's really interesting how Mikel felt like it was directed to him. And his reaction was, in, I was shocked. Because I wasn't expecting him to literally do the tossing of the water. <laughs> that is becoming a, a signature of Bravo shows. We had it pretty much in every show for the past month. We had it on Potomac. We had it in Salt Lake City. Yeah, Potomac. We have Mia and Wendy in Salt Lake City. We had Jen and NGK. Now we have, on Salt Lake Hospitality, Mikhail and TJ. So that was that, that was shocking. I, I, I don't like when people do that. I don't think it's the reaction that we should have when we are in an argument. The last thing that I'm going to do is toss a glass of water at you. But if you cross me, I'm not only tossing the the glass of water, I'm literally flipping the table, so do not cross me. But at that point, I don't think that that was necessary. I do agree that he is probably tired of feeling judged by the cast. Because it must be exhausting to be working with people that look at you like you don't deserve to be there. So on that level, Mikhail has all the right to be upset about all the gossiping that has been happening behind his back. But I'm hoping that this situation triggers a conversation, meaning... I still believe that Mikel and TJ are going to become really close because usually that type of energy, when you have that type of energy against somebody else, at the end of the day, there has to be a level of love for caring that much. I, If somebody talks about me, I usually don't care. But it's somebody that I care for, that hurts. And that's what I believe that is happening here. I think they both care about each other in different levels. And they're hurting for, to find that point of, okay, we need to sit down and talk. And I believe that this was the cherry on top of the ice cream that is going to make them get to the point of, you know, to realize that they are actually friends. And they care for each other. That's what I'm hoping for.
Do you believe that though? Do you agree with me? If you do, go to the comments, leave a, leave a message on Instagram, Twitter, you know where to find me. You know where to find Martinez with Eddie. <laughs> Before I go, I just want to remind you to keep watching non-housewife shows, support those shows because they're really good. If you're not watching Southern Hospitality, you are missing out. Truly is an amazing show. And it has the potential to be a multi-season show if you give this cast the opportunity. Honestly, go watch Family Karma. Go watch Southern Hospitality. They are great shows. If you haven't started watching Southern Hospitality, you have the opportunity to watch the 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 episodes on Peacock. And there's only three out. It will take no time for you to catch up with what's happening right now and watch it while it's airing because it's such a great show. (sighs) I feel so bad for Grace, though. She was like, this is not the type of birth that I wanted. I never had a birthday like this. It was like the birthday from hell. That was what what I tweet as a little... Like a little throwback to Beverly Hills' iconic The Dinner from Hell. This is like the baby version. <laughs> this is like if the, 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 if the um, Dinner from Hell had a baby, this will be the baby. <laughs> oh my gosh, the drama on Soul and Hospitality is so good. And I'm so excited for it because uh, like I mentioned before I'm planning a trip to Charleston to um, visit Leva's restaurant with a group of content creators so you are going to see a lot of content coming up I will let you know the dates that we're going after it's all settled because I don't want to spoil it it's going to be a lot of fun okay besties that's it for tonight that's it we we got to recap, you know, Potomac, Family Karma, Solid Hospitality. And remember on Thursday, I'm recapping Miami and Salt Lake City. This Thursday, uh, I'm going to be recapping Miami and Salt Lake City. On Friday, I have Larry from Bravo by Gay. We're going to go live at 7 p.m. this uh, f- uh, Friday the 16th. Yes. So like I always tell you guys, bye besties. <laughs>